Where I'm coming from is where I'm going. This world has no business demanding that who I am on earth is all there is to me. Jesus is my reality and my source of identity. This world doesn't determine my quality of life. Heaven's throne does, and it is calling me to return. I wasn't created to worry about my life. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him. Until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope, I didn't grow up in a place of peace and inner safety. My formative years forged a deep-seated anger as my response to the world I lived in. Listening to Alice Slick from Jefferson Airplane, she said that a lot of rock bands in the 60s continued to play until they got the anger out of them. Then the motivation to play rock music was gone. <clears throat> I get that. I did a lot of what I did to compensate. I hated losing, and when the match was close, I had to lose my temper before I started winning. I was too afraid to lose until then. Music also became an outlet that led me to tour Europe as one of my peaks. After that, joining the military prompted me with another outlet in which to rise through the ranks as quickly as possible. But none of this was enough, and drinking and an immoral lifestyle became a way of deadening the pain and the anger. One day, a couple of years ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. That frustration that you felt is really your heart crying out in hunger for me. I am your exceedingly great reward. I realized that my pain was a natural response to how I was created. I was shaped, as every man is, with a thirst to be filled with God. Significant to me was that I never went to church as a young adult. I never listened to sermons, and when my mom sent me gospel tracts, into the garbage they went. The one that my soul was created to desire just came into the room one night, and I knew his voice instantly. You've always wanted to get right with me, he said. Tonight, I'm giving you the power to do that. No man could take credit for the change that happened that hung over a night. I couldn't take credit for it. It was purely an act of God's love. The anger inside of me began to ebb and flow depending upon what my life situation was. It just didn't go all of a sudden. Though other areas of my life changed quickly and some drastically, angry responses to inner carnality and outward attacks would still surface. Both defensiveness and fear came quickly. One day last year, the thought burst into my reality with the words, Life on earth has no business demanding that who we are on earth is all there is to us. 
The setting was the call of God three years ago to make a distinct effort to overcome the effects of the world far deeper than I ever had before, and also to build up others in light of the coming fall of our society into chaos and open rebellion against God. Coupled with medical conditions that made my life feel like it could end any day, God began to give me a revelation about His glory and a faith that will work no matter what we're facing in life. It seems that all of life has been a preparation for these last days. I know that both you and I have been born for such a time as this. One of the great revelations is a deeper life comprehension of the life of Christ given to us as our very identity. Truly, life on earth has no business demanding who we are on earth is all there is to us. The remainder of this broadcast is dedicated to sharing some of the revelational words that he's given me over the past couple of years, words that sustain me in some very dark times. Through it, I've found a greater victory over frustration and fear and hurt, and it's been replaced by a very deep inner sense of love. I begin with this. John had a visitation from Jesus in his glory when he was in prison on the island of Patmos. He wrote in Revelation 1, I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the waist with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they had burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in his strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive evermore. Amen and I have the keys of hell and of death. I often think about seeing him one day, and in the times when his presence has been made strong in my alone time with him, I can sense his majestic glory. During one of these times, the thought came to me that when my eyes finally fall upon him one day, part of the impact will be this thought. This is who I came from. He is my origin. He is my creator. You want to know where I'm coming from? Look at Jesus. He is my life. He has given his life to me and to you. His spirit dwells within me. My life is no longer about my resume. I do not exist to try to make myself look better, to try and hide from my past faults, or to worry about what my earthly life is. He is becoming my reality more every day. He must increase. I exist 
to exalt him. Self-esteem is not an issue. Jesus is my source of identity, and this world has no business demanding that who I am on earth is all there is to me. That is a part of the heritage of any child of God. John 1.12 says, As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. The word receive from the original Greek means to associate oneself with or to join oneself to. It's a rich faith indeed to realize that believing in Jesus includes associating oneself with all he reveals himself to be to us, our Maker, Redeemer, and Elder Brother. Our life is far greater than mere biological form. Next, I don't have time to develop what the Scripture says about the life around the throne except to speak of its endless majesty, honor, love, and power. All of creation is represented before the throne that John saw. He says in Revelation 4 that around about the throne I saw four and twenty elders, clothed in white raiment that they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. The understanding that God gave is that right now, around heaven's throne, is where your life is truly defined. That's the very center of what is flowing from heaven towards you at this moment, no matter what's happening on earth. This is the source of who you are, and the world has no business demanding that what you see is all the reality there is. This is where my wife Loni and I were first conceived in the heart of God. This is where I was first seen by Jesus, the Creator of all things. This is where I'm coming from. This is where my dad's vision of me came from before I was ever born. God knew me before I was born. He set me apart for a life purpose, and he determined the meaning of my days. God didn't just choose me in spite of me being a sinner either. He chose me before I ever came here. This is true of each of us. Through this, I realized that I was created to need someone bigger than me to fill me. The glory and presence of God must be greater than the earthly mountains I face until my revelation relationship with His glory has overcome my mountain of frustration. Through the revelation of who Christ is to men, and that this revelation includes the greater reality of who we are right here, right now, through that we can find hope where there's none to see. And suddenly, my frailty and earthly uncertainty carries very little weight. I have a home and a life that is becoming more real than this world. There are twenty-four seats around the throne of God, representing Jacob's twelve sons, the tribes of Israel and then the first twelve apostles of Christ. 
They're clothed in white with crowns of gold on their heads. Now, Jacob's twelve sons were born during the worst injustices of his life. Theirs would be lives of great strife as well. As for the twelve apostles, eleven were tortured to death with John surviving his torture. Life on earth was hard for them, but look at where they are now. Look at heaven's position of honor and glory for every saint who has suffered on earth. You see, life before the throne is our destiny, as well as our source of power for life right now. Listen, life isn't about our ability to walk it out as moral monarchs. It's about God's ability to carry us. Now, every once in a while, someone will post about how rich I must be and how I must be a con man trying to pay off his Mercedes with this ministry. But I live on Social Security alone in a 40-year-old trailer house where I'm pretty much homebound. But all my bills are paid and I'm happier than I have ever been. I'm closing with this observation just to make it clear. The revelations of life in Christ are working, and they're working a great hope and peace in my life. God is real. Heaven is real. And no matter what this world brings to your future, your life has more to it than anything can destroy. Day by day, the wounds this world have inflicted are being replaced by God's glory and hope. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. This world has no business demanding that who I am on earth is all there is to me. Jesus is my reality and my source of identity. This world doesn't determine my quality of life. Heaven's throne does, and it is calling me to return. I wasn't created to worry about my life.